Hello and welcome to episode 139 of Ferg on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewLP. And joining me is the exalted League Freak. You can find me on Twitter at League Freak. How are you there, mate? I'm very good, Andrew. How are you today? Oh, mate, I'm just basking in your exaltingness. Well, I like to exalt on a daily <laughs> basis. It's one of my favourite things to do, actually. And you do it well. Yeah. Um, and joining us as well is the uh, the glorious Katie. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, you know. I just rock up here and just do this stuff one take, and I'm just perfect at everything I do. So, you know, I can't complain. True professionals. Absolutely. Now, they, call you, they call you one take Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they are. They don't call him that for nothing. No. Um, they're very good liars, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, if, if you haven't heard, I mean, obviously, this week, the uh, the NRL, I suppose, I don't know if they, re- they didn't really release their ad. Um, some media outlets released it for them, because it's not on the NRL website. But it's yeah. the NRL ad for 2020 with the rehashing of Simply the Best by Tina Turner from 1990. Um, and... Obviously, we've had a bit of a, a split in whether people like it or not. The Daily Telegraph and Fox Sports media people hate it because of their dickheads, and the fans are perfectly fine with it. Uh, League Freak here, though, has not seen it. Yeah, I purposefully avoided it because I wanted to have a fresh perspective, and I thought I'll watch it on the podcast, and so that's what we're about to do. So we're going we're gonna to play the advert... I'm going to see it for the first time, and then, yeah, we'll see where we get. Go from there. All righty. So you, are you ready to go? You, you I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, All yeah. All right. Hopefully this works with audio. Thank <laughs> you. 
So, where? That was awesome. I fucking loved it. That was incredible. Yeah, I think it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I uh, I, I loved the way that it looked at all the parts of rugby league history and just all of these little moments in the game. I liked the part where it had the uh, it had Latrell Mitchell in the Aboriginal flag and the little girl singing the, the song, and then they were playing on the beach. I liked that. I, I can't believe anyone wouldn't like that ad. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. Damn, I really liked that one, actually. I was prepared. See? That's crazy because you were like, oh, I need football in it. I need, like, some background music with football. Yeah. And and, and it's like. But it's it's got lots of football moments in it, and it's a lot of. The funny thing is, right, that that advert has a lot of football moments from that are important in my lifetime, I guess. Like, there wasn't much from the 80s in there and, and going back. Which, I think that's fair, well, though. I think that it's trying to cover the period from when the song was used in 1992 now, so that's why there's no yeah. 80s stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, and, it, like, I, I really liked it. I do think... There was a part in the end where it felt a bit shoehornish, where, you know, and people have said that there's been virtue signaling in it, right? And towards the end, I guess it, it there was a little bit of that in it, but overall, it's I loved it. I, yeah, I, don't, it was... I don't think the virtual signaling stuff that was in there was over the top or excessive. Right. I think it was just the right amount. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even call it virtue signaling. I think it's trying to send a message that... Um, the game includes everyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, and I guess, I, I guess to sorry, Katie, what were you going to say? I think it would be more virtue signalling if they had elements that had nothing to do with people who play the game. Yeah, agreed. Like yeah. if they had an Aboriginal flag, but there was absolutely no Aboriginals that played, or they yeah. had um, gay people, but there was no gay people that played. Yeah, it's like that's not virtue signaling that's representing people who make the game what it is yeah exactly it, 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 without it covers, the players there's no game yeah it covers everyone who's involved in the game you know we do have gay people involved in the game i think one of the referees is homosexual we've got women obviously we've got people of all, all different races colors religions except for israel Folau. <laughs> you know, and i mean so... where does it get to a point where they're like they can be represented i mean the men that play the game that are white, straight, you know, men have been represented since the very beginning. Where do we get to a point where we're like, these people can have a place and they can be celebrated without having to be overshadowed by the people uh, that have always been represented? Obviously, I haven't done the numbers on but I'd argue that 2020 will probably have the smallest percentage of white men playing the game than ever before in the history of the game because there's so many people from New Zealand, people from England, obviously, um, and people from, obviously, the Pacific Islands and the like, as well as all of the Aboriginals that are that are now playing the game as well. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a game for white men anymore. This, but this is a silly question. But it never has been, really. No, but it this, this is going to sound silly, right? I watched that advert. Was were people complaining that there weren't enough white players in it? I think the complaints were about the fact that there was. They, they won't say it, 
but I think some of the complaints were about the fact there were women in there. There was yeah. the the gay moment in there. Um, political correctness. There was a lot of focus on Latrell Mitchell and the flag and how, you know, the he and a lot of the Indigenous players were disrespectful to the national anthem and stuff like that. Um, those people seem to forget, too, that the game decided that they wouldn't play the national anthem at the All-Stars match. Yeah. It wasn't a protest that was held. The game said, you know what, if they don't like it, we won't play it. We just won't play it, yeah. Cause, because I watched that advert and it didn't jump out. It wasn't something that jumped out at me. No. The races of the players. And I, that stuff tends to go over my head anyway. Like, I mean, I'm looking through it and I'm thinking, oh, they've got... I love that they had John Sutton in there because that might have been my favourite part of the advert because he has played more games for South Sydney than any other player in the history of the whole club, this club that has this amazing, beautiful history in the game. And that they had him there and it showed South coming back into the competition and stuff. And... Like I, 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 so I wasn't looking at things like that. I just think I think that advert seriously was just a an absolute home run for rugby league, and it's something that like I will go back through and watch that again and again because there's little bits and pieces like they sh- showed the Super League War in there and just little bits. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I saw a comment from a guy who mm. was like, "If the South's history of them." leaving and coming back is in the ad. Why isn't the Melbourne salary cap scandal in it where they lost their premierships? I was like, how can you compare a foundation team's unfair removal from the competition to systematic cheating? Yeah. How can you compare those two things? Well, you're trying to celebrate the game. Why would you put the miseries in there? Yeah, exactly. Why didn't they show show the sharks walking around trying to avoid, you know, the press and stuff during the start investigation? And, like, yeah. why are people comparing these things? Why do they try to? Because, why do they try to make everything? Because there's awful? people, people who follow the game, mostly journalists and the idiots who follow them without having a mind of their own to think. Wonder if that's true or not. Um, who exist just to shit on the game? Well, Sad truth, I guess. Wasn't there an article by? Because I saw, I, I, I really did try and avoid all of the stuff so I could go in without any idea of what I was about to watch, right? And so I saw a lot of people going off about something that Paul Kent written. Now I wrote. Now I, I didn't go and read it because I didn't want anything to spoil my reaction to the video. So what was it that Paul Kent was saying? Uh I, well, I've gone to pay all, so I don't really know, but he would have just been whinging about how it was... Um, They're losing touch. Yeah, losing fans. touch. That's what it was. Because mm. I remember I remember making a comment by the um, podcast Twitter account this morning saying how the bit where a, 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 a journo who's out of the touch with the fans criticised the NRL for being out of touch with the fans was, was the funniest part of the article. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a weird one because I like watching that that thing. It there's two things that that focuses on the fans and the players. And yeah, what what more? Uh, you know, I've always that might, said, that might be the problem. Yeah, there's no journos in there. Hey? There's no journos being. There's no journos getting the plug in there. I think what these guys would have wanted 
is if it was just a lineup for two minutes of just showing all the journos who have shit on the game for two minutes. Maybe I'd have loved that. We could do that. Why people are getting cranky? Some Roosters fans are like, "Oh, Roosters weren't shown enough." I'm like, "There's literally a whole segment on mm-hmm. Fox where I have to watch the back of the Roosters players' heads watching the grand final. How are they not represented in things? Like, I'll tell you, you're not represented. represented in there. The West Tigers are hardly seen in there, and Penrith are hardly seen in there. You know, as a Panthers fan, though, like if we if we've got to have like three and a half seconds, I'll take Scotty Sattler's tackle. I'll take oh, that. I'm happy course. with that. But this is the thing: too many people will sit there, and the fans of clubs that were underrepresented, and you know. Penrith and the Tigers can be can be two of them. They'll say, oh, but we weren't represented much in there. Um, there's a reason for that, and that's because your team's hardly done any fucking thing. Well, that's what I thought about my team, so I was pretty happy we were in there, but I was like... Every team's I in there. Like, yeah, my team's Every in team's there. Every team's in there, so, you know, everyone's been I covered. I was like, sucked into all those people that don't like Guffo. He's there in the tunnel. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was nice that they represented the New South Wales Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, they they made sure they got the lower grade players in there too. Yeah, that was, that uh, was yeah. Of them. Uh, like yeah, I I love that advert. I think they've that's that's got to be in the top five adverts they've ever done. Um, I like the use of the the song. I think I was worried that they were going to use the song and it just felt stale. But the way they used it and the way they Used it in the background more than anything. I loved that. Um, I loved the imagery. I loved the s- selecting parts of the history of the game over the last 30 years. Um, I can't see a downside to any of it. And the, the NRL can, should be congratulated. They did an amazing job. I would love to see them follow it up in a couple of years from now with what you get is what you see. I think that would be incredible and a similar Absolutely. sort of thing. Absolutely. Well, Fox Sports have put out an article, mm-hmm. um, and no one had the balls to put their name to it because the source right. is Fox Sports. Okay. They've gone with the... Fox Sports now. They've got rid yeah. of Starfighters. Starfighters have been sacked. Too yep. abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they've written this article with the headline, Fans Exposed Embarrassing NRL Blunders in Remake of Iconic 90s Tina Turner TV Ad. Okay. Um, that's a very wordy heading for Fox Sports. Yeah. Um, and they've gone through and just picked apart little little parts of it, which were, you know, probably a bit incorrect. And while they may be right, they're completely missing the point. Yeah. So the first so- one is um, the Trebojevich boys, as they were, you know, two little boys playing in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom but was that born. Be explained away. Of course, but I'm... they're just saying, like, Tom was born in October 96, so he would have been in, in a crib. Yeah, and but like, it could have been his brother looking at him in a crib, being oh, like, it... one day we're going to be playing. It just doesn't matter, like, though, does who it? who cares? <laughs> yeah. I'm really like... too old. And people are sitting there, and the funny thing is, one of the accounts that yeah. they've, um, one of the Twitter accounts they've quoted on here is one that's been only set up, like, in the last few weeks. Yeah. And has no followers yeah. and has spent most of today 
attacking a lot of people who are Is okay with the ad. That's Bob. Yeah, me and Bob have words. Yes, he had, he had a few words with me. He called me a um, a fat loser. All of my books are shit. Um, so word for you, Bob. I've only written one, you dickhead. Um, he called me a fat, unemployed hack, and I shouldn't give up my day job. Um, I don't that's, plan to. That's some. What did uh, I say to Bob? That's yeah, some... and that's just that's just because I said that I was fine with it, and I was just mocking him and, and egging him on, but I wasn't abusing him until I called him a village idiot. <laughs> well, I, I didn't call him. I didn't just call him a village, village idiot. I said if you round up all the village idiots and put them in a village, a village full of village, village idiots, in that village of village idiots, he would be the village idiot. He got a bit cranky about that. You should be a fucking author, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's easier to, to write than it is for me to talk. I tell you what, it's uh, it's uh, you don't want to start calling somebody names that's six foot two and built like a brick shit house, Bob. <laughs> Fucking calm oh, down. Yeah, oh. Bob, Bob, Bob's a bit of a cranky one. He, he said he what to me. He said to me, "What has this got to do with footy?" I said, "They are footy players, Bob. You fucking cabbage." <laughs> <laughs> like, Bob's... what else could be more footy than footy players? Yeah, yeah. Bob, let's be honest. Bob's just a bit of a pot plant. Wow. See, um... I missed all of this today because I was avoiding it. <laughs> but he's like, "We want big hits. We want this. We want that." I'm like, "Mate, you want big hits, and people want shoulder charges." They were banned, yeah. like, in 2013. They can't show it in an ad in 2020 and say, this is what you're going to see, because you're fucking not. You can't hope for an ad that represents a game that doesn't exist anymore. So get yeah. over it. That's yeah. in the past. And, you know, the other thing is, too, like, rugby league is very lucky that it has so many different elements of the game. So, like, yeah, we've got the big hits, right? But with the, the skill and the speed and stuff is something that is just as amazing. But I think the thing about this ad that that got me was that it showed how many points in the game's recent history were moments that I think about as, as almost markers in time, you know? And it shows how important rugby league is is to a rugby league fan. You know, I think, like, somebody will say to me, Oh, remember when you know you did this, and I, I'll think, I'll think like I don't know what year that was, but I sure as hell remember the first time I heard about Super League, and I sure as hell remember when you know South fans marched eighty thousand strong through the street. I remember where I was when Darren Albert crossed the line and scored. I remember jumping off my chair when Benji Marshall did that ridiculous flick pass in a grand final. Yeah, like that—that's the thing. It's like this this advert. It it was. I really loved it. I don't see how anyone can complain about it. And I think that for these these journalists to take a contrarian view of it, you know, it just shows how out of touch and how much they are outsiders. They're not part but of the they, game. They love. They love it. They love creating this um gender divide. They love creating all these like class divides and, and yeah. race divides because if people are fighting amongst themselves, they're not calling them out for what they're really doing. Yep, 100%. Because they're too distracted. And, 
And you know the thing is too, the women's the women women's rugby league has been around for a longer time than just being the NRL competition. And the thing about it that I I absolutely love compared to other sports is that like the the women's players the players like you could sit down and talk to a women's player about playing rugby league and like they they beat the hell out of each other they've got skill like it's not like yeah. you watch them and they you like it's I've said this before on the podcast you can sit down and watch a women's game and it is so bloody enjoyable like it's yeah. just a game and they're not an outside part of the game they're part of the game as the men's game is and anybody that's trying to divide it and say that well they're showing too much of the women's footy they're idiots they're absolute idiots and there's you shouldn't be listening to them next year i hope the nrl does something that involves more women in the ad because next year will be 100 years since the first women's game in australia that would be amazing. That'd That's be how long it's been around for. So they played a game in May 1921. Oh, sorry, it was in June, July 1921. Um, and that was all set up by the ladies. Uh, the New South Wales Rugby League had bugger all to do with it. And they were very quick to abandon um, any sort of interest or support in when they saw how successful and how good the women were. And that was part of the reason why it folded so quickly. And imagine getting pissed off that it took 100 years for women yeah. to be in the ad. Yeah. But it's like, are you kidding? <laughs> but they've they've done it with so much class and humility. They've not made a, a scene or a fuss about it. They haven't tried to make have some sort of agenda thing about it. They just said, we just want to play the game. Let us do that. And it's been... The thing that's been great about the Women's Rugby League is the fans have accepted it as Rugby League. Like, there hasn't been this trying to sexualise the players and go, oh, she's the hottest player and all sort of crap. That just, that just hasn't happened. People have just gone, look at what she does. Look how great this player is. Look, how, it's, just, it's just more rugby league is how it's been seen. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and like I love that. I mean, they had Ali Brigginshaw in there, who I, I know that other players have won awards. I consider Ali Brigginshaw to be the best rug, uh, women's rugby league player in the world. She's she, her, The way she reads the game, her skill level and what she can do with the ball. It's just incredible what she can do. Um, so I loved seeing her in the ad. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I thought that it, that advert, man, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Well, should I tell you about a few of the other gaffes, according to the Fox Sports um, nameless person who, who wrote this article that they come okay. across? Because some of them are a bit bitchy more than anything. Okay. The second one was about, um, they go to great lengths to try and make this one look like it's false. And it was John Sutton at the 2000 rally uh, to get South reinstated. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, but Sutton didn't play for South until 2004, meaning that there could be no jumper with his name on. Um, but the jumpers the, don't have names. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> when I had my... 13th, 14th birthday, I've got a footy jumper with my name on the back of it and a number on there because they had these things called iron-on transfers and they've been around for decades. Yeah. yeah. You could have I just ironed it on if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and like, John Sutton too, he, like he is, he is a dead set through the junior grades, come into first grade, has played more games for success than anyone ever and he's going to retire a rabbit like, there's nobody that has ever played the game 
that is more South Sydney than John Sutton. Like, why Why would that be a problem for anyone? Like they're trying to make, they're trying to make something negative out of it for the sake of junior. Mm. It so, bugs me because John Sutton's Rabbitohs, Latrell Mitchell's an Aboriginal, the, the, two, the two girls, they're lesbians. It doesn't have to represent all Aboriginals. It doesn't have to represent every South... South Sydney player or fan. It doesn't have to represent every abori- um, every lesbian, but it represents them, and they are the league players. Yeah. They are the ones that play the game. So why can't the ad about their game represent them as individuals? Like, why does everything have to be about everyone? Yeah, and it's not like... It's weird that some people feel as though there's got to be all the boxes ticked. Like when I watch that advert, I look at it and I say, well, that represents rugby league over the last 30 years. I'm not looking at it and saying, oh, have they represented me in there? Where's my representation? And I don't know why anybody would be looking for that for in themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, don't, and, I don't understand it. Yeah, because, yeah, it's very strange. I think it's because a lot of people who follow the news limited you know droll they want to be outraged about something so they will go looking for it no matter where you know no matter how obscure it is and it we even if it's not there i mean we saw it with the whole reporting of literal mitchell in the off season about him getting in a car like whoop de do but they made a big song and dance about the car he's in i think as well people who have never had to struggle with society based on who they are mm-hmm. won't understand it because they've well, never probably. had to fight mm. to get where they are. It's like yeah. if someone, if one of these guys who are whinging, if they're a white guy, they're good at football, then like, is it really that hard to do it if you're talented? Yeah. Like... You're somewhere where you have the opportunity, but if you're a female, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They don't understand the struggle because they've never had to fight as hard. Yeah, the, like the fact that, that... And the women... Uh, look, I don't know how much the the very highest paid women's player earns, but I would suggest it's probably not enough to be a full-time job, right? In fact, I, I, I'm certain about that. Um, well, I think they all have jobs. Yeah, and, yeah. and so the, just... But I'm sure if you said to the women's players... What's it like to get paid at the level you do right now to play women's NRL footy? They would say it is massive. It is absolutely massive. It was a breakthrough for us, and it's allowed us to go to a different level with our games. Um, but I bet so, yeah, they'd also say if even if I didn't get paid, even if the stadiums were empty, I'd still be playing the game, and that's what fans have to realise. Yeah, and and like we don't make the game. And they literally, they literally were, like not that many years ago, they were playing still for clubs that look even as a rugby league expert. I don't know the name of the the women's clubs that they were playing for before they played in the NRL competition, the women's NRL competition. Um, just in the last five years, where the, how far the women's game has come, the thought that we wouldn't celebrate that is kind of weird in itself. You know, yeah. I, I don't understand why that would be a problem. And, I mean, I showed 
my daughter the video. Mm-hmm. You know what I told you about my daughter. She was so excited mm-hmm. to see two girls kissing that play football. She's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you want to play football if you like girls. Yeah. I'm like, of course it doesn't. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Exactly and it's like right. all these other people are telling them that it's wrong. It's like you're grown adults telling people that what who they love means that they can't play the sport that they want to play. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, it's absurd. It's really absurd. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, too, and I, I really don't understand the – look, if – if a if a dog was the best player in the world, they would be the highest paid player in the world. I wouldn't care that that was a dog, you know. And so I don't understand why people are upset about the breakdown, whether it be racially or sexually or however they want religion. Like I don't understand why people want to break footy players down because at the end of the day, they're footy players. You know, and they have something, they love doing something that you love watching or that you've loved playing in the past. They've got so much more in common with you than somebody else in, in, you know, the street. They've got this common love of something that you've, you would, you would have a bond with these people. You know, why would you ever look at them and say there's something that shouldn't be represented? You know, you'd be able to sit down with them in a pub and talk about footy for hours with them. I, I, I really don't understand this thing of, you know, wanting to exclude people because they're not you. <laughs> that's what they come. That's what it comes down to. Some of those people are like, well, I don't think they should be in this ad because they're not me. It's like maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> of course it is. Look, there was there was one more inaccuracy. Um, and that was when they showed Hazemul Masri on there in his last game. The caption said it was 2010, and his actual last game was 2009. Um, so we've had three what they call gaffes. One could be completely written off completely because it just didn't matter, and two others were who cares? Um, if that's what it got to, is they they were they picked at those such minor details yeah. that they but it's the same people did. of course it is but it doesn't it doesn't change the narrative yeah. if they had to change the captions to be correct oh, the ad is still identically i mean it's the, the same, same people who said el masri is a is a domestic abuser so yeah. do you really expect much more from them <laughs> so he's, that's the thing though he just isn't people will just believe yeah, that but but you know what i mean they're the same people yeah. that wrote those articles and it's like they'd rather be first than right Exactly, exactly. That's right. Uh, now, there was... What was the other thing on here? Um, they had a go about it being politically correct and full of box ticking. So I didn't think it was, because I did see that during, during the day. I saw that box ticking thing, and I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. It, to me, it didn't feel like box ticking. It was just... It, it showed all of the great moments in rugby league's last 30 years. I don't know, like, what... If if somebody's watching that and saying, oh, it's ticking this box and it's ticking this box, maybe they're too aware of, I don't know, things that they're not tolerant of. Maybe it's their problems. I don't know. 
it's weird because it's like they want the ad to celebrate mediocrity to avoid celebrating something that they consider politically correct. Yeah, that's it's a like, really good way of putting it. What? We're not going to say they, that these mediocre moments were great just because they involve inconsequential people that don't, like, that aren't of a different race or of this different sexuality. Like, what? Yeah. Um, did you want me to read out what Paul Kent said? Yeah, yeah. He, because I saw a lot coming from Paul Kent. and or A lot of people were upset about what Paul Kent had said. And so I was like, man, like he has really not liked this ad and people have really not liked what he said. So I'm interested to see what he said. Well, this is some of what was said there. It's in a different ad. It says, um, it looks like a box-ticking exercise. Bland, politically correct gestures from an NRL losing touch with a great majority of the game's fans as it continues its blind path towards irrelevance. In all, it is an angry ad highlighting everything that has or does divide our society. It overlooks the years of hard work many good people did to make rugby league an inclusive game, a game that actually united communities. Latrell Mitchell's protest is recognised, a proud Mitchell dominating the ad while draped in the Aboriginal flag. The actual reality is that Indigenous players almost always bring a light to children's eyes and that the women's competition is so far ahead of its AFL rival goes unrecognised as the game chooses to focus on other aspects of their contribution. How can he sit there and say that um, talks up how rugby leaguers work so hard to be inclusive and then yeah. deride this ad, which is all about inclusiveness? Yeah, he's contradicting himself. Yeah, completely. Um, I think what Paul Kent would have liked to see, given that the ad went for two minutes, is to have simply the best playing while the full two minutes of his entire first grade career was played on TV. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would have just been him watching the kickoff and then standing there watching actual first-grade players play first-grade football before he gets taken off the field as part of a reserve-grade loophole. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, man, if he saw all of that in that advert, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> nah, none of that happened. He's, he's clutching at straws. He really is. It's you know, because he's trying to a- appeal to the people that aren't represented in the ad that are represented in 99% of society so he can cause a stir. He's like, if I piss people off enough, they're going to keep reading me. Yeah, like, I don't know. I Like, was anybody, like, I and I, I, I never really looked at it as needing representation for everyone, right? And I think that there's a thing that once you get to a certain point in your life, you kind of realize that some things weren't made for you you know like and like you'll see adverts or or entertainers or something and you'll sort of look at them and say yeah they're not they're not marketing at me that and that's fine maybe Paul Kent is at that point in his life where this is an awesome sport where with all of these awesome moments all these awesome players the fans love it it's super relevant still so most watch sport in Australia and Paul Kent just feels like a, you know, they're not marketing at him. Maybe it's a good yeah. thing. Maybe Paul Kent should go and do something else. Eh? It's like a fish getting the shits that there's a shop full of bird cages. <laughs> like, get over it. Doesn't mean that fish tanks don't exist. 
just means that there's a shop with bird cages, asshole. <laughs> Andrew, we're going to have to just turn the whole podcast over to Katie, I think, because that's the that's the most amazing thing that's been said on our podcast. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I grow I'll, up. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to something miserable. Well, I've got Rowan Dean's comments here. Um, for those who don't know, Rowan Dean is a... Uh, should we call him a social commentator on Sky News After Dark? Um, he's pretty much like Andrew Bolt, but yeah. less famous, and that makes him just a little bit angry. Okay, kind of um, like, <laughs> like kind of like that Steve Price on the radio. Just, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. That sort of thing. Yeah, it's not quite um, there. It just makes him a bit angry. He, he struggles to make a coherent argument without resorting to overusing sarcasm. Okay. He's just got that. He's just got a lot of anger in him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said here, someone's had a very clever idea. The copywriter or art director is gone. Let's show the kids watching the ad and then they grow up and play the game. Fantastic. That was the idea. But then someone else around the committee room said, ooh, but we've got to get in the Aboriginal thing and we've got to get in the Sheilas and we've got to do this. And we've got to get in that. And to me, they've utterly destroyed it with that ridiculous shot of the flag on the back. Why bring politics into something like this at a time when politics is dividing the game? And this is the thing. The politics isn't dividing the game. I think that's a, just an utter lie that they were just keep Your pushing saying the word Sheila's in regards to footy players is ruining the game. Well, that's, that's a reflection. <laughs> that, that's a reflection on Rowan Dean because, you know... He's an idiot. And that's saying something, considering I objectify everyone in the game. Like, it just shows you, though, that how, how little interest he has in the women's part of the game. And because he's not a rugby league commentator, he's just a moron who's, who has a fat mouth and talks late at night about shit that no one cares about that makes him think that he's important. He thinks well, he can come here and write this shit and he's, it's somewhat relevant and it's not. He's a, he's a nobody. A six-year-old can do his job on Sky News and he I'm is. not lying. He just has an opinion and that's it. I don't know why he thinks he's more important than the 180,000 Sheilas that are registered in women's football in Australia. Why, I don't know why he thinks is he's his more important than, important than this? Like, I don't know why he thinks he's more important than 20-odd million Australians who have a mouth. Probably. <laughs> Back to your hole, you little peasant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lord have mercy. I dare say the hole rejected him, so now he's got to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> have oh, we been my... hard enough on Rowan Dean? And the Aboriginal flag, it's like, so what? Like, how many years has the Australian flag been flown? How many years has the anthem been saying they're things? A flag is a thing. It's an inanimate object. Why is a flag more important than people? I don't know. It's the thing. I, I love how rugby league has been more open and inclusive of Aboriginal players than pretty much any other sport in Australia. Um. AFL still has former greats of the game being racist towards Aboriginal players. You know, even some, even hear about fans, I mean, had all that Adam Good stuff that went on, I don't know what went on there, but, you know, there was racism stuff involved in that. Yeah. Um, and 
it's just part of their game more than anything. And they, they try and stamp it out where they can in the AFL. But it's something that we don't have to deal with anywhere near as much in rugby league. And I think we've got every right to sit there and celebrate the Aboriginal involvement in the game. Exactly. We've I, got some I mean, it's not like it's amazing players who have been Aboriginal. Exactly. And the first Aboriginal player played in, what, 1909, 1910? It's like, stop acting like they shouldn't be represented. They've been a major part of the game for a long, long time. And when when is it all right for them to be there? When is it all right for them to be celebrating? Like, just step back for a minute and realise that they are the game too, that it's their game. Yeah, and unlike, unlike other sports, we don't need to manufacture it either. Like, the, these great players uh, right through the history of the game, you know, they've been some of the best players of all time and they've been embraced, they've been loved by by fans, by the sport itself. Um, we don't need to manufacture those moments like and particularly the AFL does. So we're very lucky in that sense. Or highlight the fact that those players are Aboriginal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's Latrell Mitchell, it's Greg Inglis, it's Arthur Beetson. You know, they were just absolutely great. And you talk about what they did on the field that made them great. You don't talk about the fact that, oh, he was Aboriginal and that somehow means that he has to be regarded higher. They're all treated equal. Well, it's like, remember when, remember the first time you found out that Laurie Daly was Aboriginal? or Gordon Tallis was Aboriginal, like, it was a fair while into their careers. It just isn't something that you sort of needs to be thrown in your face. It's it's like, uh, you know, you don't have to be told this player's from this or this player has this background or anything. They're just footy players. And and we're, we're lucky in rugby league. We've got so much diversity that's natural diversity. You know, we don't have to go out and try and manufacture it. I but exactly I think right. as as long as we live in a society where it's like, oh, people are so shocked that Laurie Daly is Aboriginal or where people have to come out as being gay, they're always going to have, like, we have to do this. They There has to be ads representing them until it's like people stop saying, well, why do they have to be represented? It's like, well, they have to be because she just asked that question. See, yeah, but I think it's it's a it's a very small minority that's asking that when they look at this ad, in my opinion. You know? I think most people will watch it and be like, oh, that's a pretty cool footy ad. Um it, the problem is a lot of that small minority happens to write for media organizations and gets to have a big voice. And I I, th- I mean that's really unfortunate. And look, that's why a lot of these media organisations are absolutely dying out a huge rate because they are they are speaking to a very small group of people rather than the wider community who just sees this as a footy ad and then gets on with life. Yeah. And people are like, why can't it just be about footy? Like, it, it is about footy. They're yes. footy players. How more footy can you get celebrating football players? Exactly, exactly. Um, one of the things I would like to ask you two about, uh, what are some of the moments that would have been cool to add to the advert over Rugby League's history over the last 30 years? Like, you know, the one that 
jumped out at me. Why didn't they have Paul Carriage in there? Because he's a marker in history, if you ask me. As we could suggest, what should have been in there? Mm. What great moments have been forgotten or not included in the ad? Definitely Paul Carriage. Yeah, well, Paul Paul Kent's two minutes. I mean, they could have shown him running either on or off the field. That would have been good. What about uh, Alfie Langer singing St. George Can't Play? Yeah. um, Oh, man, so many great moments. What else? Um... I I do like Michael Cheekham's try last year against Brisbane when Brisbane had the game won and then Mm. Cheekham got the ball. And everyone in Brisbane just froze, and he just stepped around 37 players and waltzed in to score the match-winning try. 37? Yeah, 37. They got most of the people that were in the crowd, the lower grades. Yeah. They always stood there, and they just stood around like brown cows watching him run around going, oh, what's he doing with the ball? What about oh, that, lost. What about that game in Newcastle where, like, a ridiculous storm come out of nowhere, and you had the players hiding behind the signage? Do you remember that? <laughs> I do, yes. Or the Canberra game in the, the where they played in the snow. That was against the Tigers. Yeah. I do remember that one. Oh, what about Greg Inglis kicking his field goal when they were two down or trying to kick his field goal? That would have oh, been pretty cool. Terry Lamb did that as well. <laughs> he did that in ninety two, I think it was, and he was he thought the scores were locked and he kicked a field goal and then he was told afterwards, after he celebrated kicking the field goal, that they were actually down by two points. The classic moment. Oh, um, Trent, the gay airline steward, asking um, if, like, interviewing all the guys on on um, the footy show. Do you remember that? I have the Red Dragon DVDs, so I watch them a lot. That's gone back a while. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember that one, eh? <laughs> don't don't you remember him? Oh. I, I remember him but I don't remember him him like interviewing players, eh? I just remember what Matty Johnson up as him. He he walked in and he's like to Denny Badiris, he's like, Are you the hooker? <laughs> And then, because he was gay, or his yeah. character was gay, he started trying to hump him. And I think that should have been on it. That's awesome. What about... Obviously, uh, you guys are being serious, and I'm just like... Yeah. We're just not huge fans of, of um, the play acting of Matthew Johns. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you know what? What about the whole, the entire Solomon Hamono going over to hook up with the pleasure machine again. I think that should have been in there. Gabrielle Richens. Yeah, she was a great girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That, that, that's a, that's a, a tough one to follow up with. Um, wait, actually, you know what? There's one serious one in there I wish I had to put in there. What? That last try that Roy Simmons scored in the 91 Grand Final. Roy Simmons, yeah. Jumps up in the air and MG catches him. What about, you know, at the end where they had had Cameron Smith on the TV celebrating his 400th game? Mm. What if they blue screen that out and instead having Barb get in a ring? That, That should have been the last bit. 
Yeah. Like, I, she could have just held up her ring and it just had the NRL logo on it and they just zoomed in on it. Yeah, full of diamonds, of course. I don't yeah. think you just notice that it's not really, like, exposing it as, like, a gaff with them saying the Trebojevich brothers in 1996 because they had Cameron Smith in 1997 and he's obviously a lot older than them two boys. So it was yeah. obvious. Yeah. It, that, it was, it, the other thing that's odd, too, is that the TV that Cameron Smith had as a kid was more modern than the one that they had in the Newcastle sports. Oh, actually, no, that probably makes sense because Newcastle no, is a bit backwards. Yeah, yeah. It makes, I tell you what, when Newcastle gets flat-screen TVs up there, they're going to be really impressed. <laughs> That's going to go down well. It's almost like yeah. we moved the Tamworth slang, slander just down, down the coast a little bit. Well, no, nah, I careful, shouldn't Careful, careful. Yeah, I shouldn't do it. I'm not going to open up on Newcastle. Um, I, I did make a tweet today about the ad. I said, um, I'm not convinced that the footage of Cameron Smith or the Trebojevich brothers as children is actually them. The NRL's lied to me. No stars. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's someone a good replied, one. Someone replied and told me to lighten up. It's a bit of poetic license. And then they tweeted again, unless you've been sarcastic. I went, yeah, well done. You've caught on. At this point, I shall close the register. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I knew it wasn't the Trebojeviches when uh, one of them didn't immediately limp off the backyard footy field, injured. Actually, that could have been involved in there. You could have had um, one of the millions of times that Matt Moylan got injured. That could have just been him sitting on the bench last week when he did his hamstring or whatever the hell that we injured again. Oh, Matt Moylan. <laughs> Pulling a calf watching a footy game. Oh, man. <laughs> That would have been good. Don't be mean. It's, it's Matty Moylan, though. Yeah, but you've got to be mean to people who are less... You've got to be nice to people who are less fortunate than you. He's not less fortunate. He's earning quite a lot of money to sit there and no, be mean the whole time. No, I meant, I meant in intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not mocking his intelligence. We're just mocking his pathetic hamstrings. He's got more leg work. Well, actually, when I did when we did that, um, fuck, marry and dump, I yes. said to Clint that he was my fuck for the sharks. He's like, but he'd pull a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, he could just lay there <laughs> and just not talk. <laughs> just be quiet. If he could do a hamstring sitting down, then I'm sorry, he's not going to be much better when it comes to being in bed. Just lay there and look. Pretty and don't talk. That's pretty much it. Just get a poster. <laughs> Put a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> We're going down the path here, Ricky. How are you doing there, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, man. Well, I I have to say, very happy with the NRL ad. I think it's a, it's a wonderful ad for the game. I'm really impressed with it. All these media dickheads that are saying stuff about it, they're just cunts okay I, I don't need to hear from these media cunts and i hope everyone looks at the ad enjoys it for what it is i'm going to watch it a bunch of times see all the little things that are in the ad and and yeah i, I thought it was great yep agreed i think it's a perfectly fine ad um for what it is it's, i wasn't offended or upset or you know irritated by the fact that i wasn't in it 
Uh, thank <laughs> Christ I wasn't. What am I going to do? Sit there and type? But anyway. Um, ah, that's a bloody good ad. I've got no issue with it. I don't, I don't think I really need an ad to get excited for the season. I think it just is what it is. It's an advertisement for the people playing the game, and that's enough for me. Like, if I really think if you need an ad to get excited about a game you've loved for 20 years, then you really don't love it. Well <laughs> said. That's very true. Well said. Well, I suppose that wraps up a very good episode. Mm. We've reviewed an ad. <laughs> there is nothing we can't do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for dropping in, Katie. It was a pleasure having you by. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll let you go and put the kids to bed. It's 12, 20 past 12. They're asleep. Yeah. You say that. I think they're asleep. They're you're, up. Talking to another, you're talking to another parent here. Exactly. They're, they're probably up playing Street Fighter or something. Well, actually, I thought Brody was asleep the other night, and then I went on Instagram, and I had a comment from him at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and so he got busted. Go. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's probably playing Grand Theft Auto or something at the moment. Oh, no. He's probably in watching anime or something. He's He's really into anime at the moment, so he probably knew about Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to just go check to see what he's watching now. After we had, uh, no, I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> want to know. He's an 11-year-old boy. I'm not busting in on him. Just, just knock, knock first, count to 10. Yeah. I couldn't believe no. the things that Katie was telling us about before the podcast. Like, oh. whoa. Blue. Very blue. Like, I was like, what the hell? I don't even know what this stuff is. She just... Poisoned our fragile little minds. Exactly. I'm an influence. Wow. <laughs> Can't believe I'm going to have to bookmark this stuff now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, on that note, we've, we've now sold your reputation, Katie. Yeah, I had a really good one to begin with, so <laughs> that's sad. Oh, well. You can just change your name and get a new one. It's all good. Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. Go after a boxer or something. That's the way. That's the way. That was not at all subtle. Fantastic. <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we'll catch you <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs>